Well, they say business is a labor of love, and that brings a lot of pressure. This story is a love story. We've never done this before on this show, and I'm excited to do it now. Darlene and Samir Rashid, next. The heat is on. The pressure is rising. Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure, brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations. They they are just one of the best, one of the highest ranking, highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation, and they will make a difference for you and your team. You can check them out online at therubygroup.sandler.com. My guests today are 30 years married, and that is perhaps no small feat. And they have also co-owned, created, started the Krefco Financial Group in Shaker Heights, Ohio. We were just discussing titles. They don't care, but they are in charge and they are most importantly, uh, husband and wife. Welcome to Purpose Under Pressure, Darlene and Samir Rashid of Krefco Financial Group. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here. Hey, Brian. I'm really glad you're both here. Hey, Samir, I, I am, I, we've known each other quite a while. Yes. And yeah, this is our first time of actually doing this. And I have a feeling our guests are going to wonder why, because you folks have about as much purpose in what you do as anyone that I've met. And that's, I've met a lot of people, but you guys are, are really on purpose. And I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long time. We're going to talk about that some today. I'm interested, um, Krefco, if you could tell everybody what Krefco Financial Group is, and at the same time, kind of what you are behind it and why this machine is built to do what it's doing. What is your purpose with this company and with your marriage? <laughs> oh, good question. Wow. Well, Great question. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk about Krefco Financial Group and uh, lead it into the uh, head of our household, Samir, to talk about our marriage. <laughs> Yes. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get ready, Samir. I'm going to see you taking notes. He's already yes, drinking. Yes. Can you remember the day that we were married? Now, what happened that day? <laughs> yeah. So, so Krefco Financial Group, we're a mortgage company uh, focused on uh, our motto, which is educating, uplifting, and inspiring communities through home ownership. So that's our sole purpose. And uh, Samir and I actually came together to solve a problem that existed for us. You know, when we bought our first home and uh, literally it, it's a story to tell. And Samir tells it so well. So jump in here about uh, <laughs> all the things that we went through during this time. It, it make it short though, seriously. Okay, okay. Uh, well, we purchased our home many, many, many years ago, Brian, and I was working for a uh, publishing company at the time. And it was very an, uh, intimidating process. And the person who was assisting us, the loan officer, it was very confusing. We didn't understand any of that mortgage, you know, jargon. So it left us uh, anxious. Um, and purchasing a home is the biggest purchase that you're gonna, you know, make in in your life. So my wife and I, we were uh, leaving that person's office, and we actually looked at each other, and I said, "I'm thinking something," and she said, "Please say it out loud because I think we're on the same page." And I said, I can do that because if we're feeling this way of confused, we're confused, we're not really educated on this process, I think, I believe I can do that very well. And she said, 
that's exactly what I was thinking. That's you. That's your calling. And from there, it's been 26 years. That, that's how it all happened from buying our first homes. So you walked out of that office and you both knew that you had to do this. You were both led immediately. Yes. That you needed to help other people not deal with the things that you had to deal with. Absolutely. Yes. Was there one thing in particular that made you feel like this This just can't be working right out there? Was there one thing that really made you want to jump in? Yeah. It, although I kn- we knew what you know our payment would be, we were comfortable there, but we didn't know how things worked. So how am I getting to this place? How am I getting this payment? What is that based on? What do you mean by term? Do we pay a, we pay a mortgage for 30 years? Why? Because when we get vehicles, we only pay those for four years. And the answer that the loan officer gave us was, ah, you know, just, just, you'll be making your payment. You're going to get the house. You should be happy. And although we were still excited, but it was still this big chunk that was just left you know, unanswered. And that caused a lot of confusion for us. So it made us really be curious and start investigating more. And that's what led us to, uh, you know, to this industry. And really, Brian, Samir started in the industry 20 years ago. And I thought that was definitely his calling at the beginning. He was working for someone else. You know, we've been in business for 14 years now. Uh, and branched off from there. But 26 years ago, because of that confusion, you know, it was, yes, I think you can do this for sure. I'm still, I'm in corporate at the time. Um, but yeah, we were, we were petrified of everything, not knowing how much money to bring to the table. I think that was definitely confusion. Uh, so that's the reason why we did everything different. We did everything different. And um, although I felt like I was there with him 26 years, he really built something good that made me want to jump into this as well. So I want to get to the idea of doing everything different. But first, I want to ask a little bit about when you decided to start the business, was it because you saw an opportunity? Hey, honey, we can make a really great living because look, we can do this better than anybody else is doing it. That's how businesses get started, right? Sure. You see a hole, you fill it and supply and demand and away you go. Or was it, and maybe I'm feeding you a softball here, but was it really an interest and a caring for others like you that were on the wrong side of understanding and we're kind of getting the short end of the stick? Is that really what was driving you? Because that almost seems too altruistic. To yeah, me. yeah. I think it's uh, that's, a, that's such a great question. It, it's a little bit of both. Um, an opportunity presented itself. I was a uh, managing director at um, a company for uh, 13, 14 years, actually. And an opportunity presented itself. I brought it to uh, Darlene, told her about it. And she said, yes, you should actually, you know, take that and branch off on your own because of all these things that make us, you know, who we are. So it actually uh, really made us jump right in in the middle of a recession, depression, mortgage debacle. We started our company in 2009, Brian, if you can believe that. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I, I think both, though. The opportunity presented itself. So we, we took that opportunity and people thought we were insane. Like you're going to start a business in a recession, depression, and the mortgage crisis. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. We love chaos. So, yeah. As you can tell. 
and that goes back into that idea of you saw a need and you saw people that needed help and that being able to help that situation can actually perpetuate change in your economy and the community and things of that sort. Do you have uh, an idea of how, like as soon as you started your business in a different way, and I'm interested in what you did differently, but did people, were you right? Did people need it done differently? Were people really struggling with understanding uh, and and was that causing a problem? Yeah, so I'll say this from the very beginning, we have iterated through this over and over again, where someone will ask a question that this is at the beginning where maybe we didn't answer and then we'd add it to our tool belt. And then we continue to iterate through that and over and over again, where, you know, I'm not going to say we're, we're perfect because in this business, there's always something new that comes up even still today, but we've gotten it down to a point where I really think that it's, it's not so much science, it's art. It's art because you have, a, have to have a good feel for the business, who you're working with, what type of level they're on, what type of information do you need to provide for them, you know, to make sure that they're comfortable. So it, it's not a one size fits all either. So that's something that we pride ourselves on is making sure that if someone has some knowledge and, hey, they want you to skip all the minutia and get to the point, you can do that for them and you can give them a, a high level and three steps. And then there's someone who needs a little more handholding like us as new home buyers who really wanted to understand what we were getting into. It was our big purchase. I mean, we were really, really young when we bought our first home. I mean, we were in our early 20s. And so when you're confused mm-hmm. at that point, but you know you want to purchase, you want to be an investor in your life, you want to do big things. We were at you know, we aspired to do so much, but we were confused. So, you know, we actually level our communication to that person as well and make sure that we give them a sense of comfort. Yeah. Is the mortgage industry confusing on purpose or is it um, just a numbers game that's so fast that they don't worry about, you know, it just just deal with it. You're going to get your house. You're gonna, like you said, Samir, you're going to be happy. And, and how do you do it differently? So one, what's wrong? in the first place? And two, how do you do, uh, do your jobs differently? Great question. Um, and, and just to go back for a minute to your, to your previous question, th- when we started the business, it was at the perfect time because nobody knew what was going on. Folks were losing their homes and it was just such a debacle. The business was started at the perfect time because it actually helped us hone our skills and better. So now you got to educate more because now the, the folks want to understand like, well, hang on, aren't you guys, don't you guys have something to do with the mortgage crash? So now you have to explain, you know, the differences and what was happening prior and then what's happening uh, now, which was way back in 08, 09. But um, mm-hmm. some of the things that we, that we really do differently is uh, really what Darlene said. We really educate a lot and there's not, I think that piece was always missing, especially uh, back in the heyday, because you didn't even have to be a licensed originator. You had yeah, all, they were just throwing mortgages to everybody, oh, right? Yeah, and and thank goodness it was something good that happened out of the debacle because you had the Dodd Frank rule that was created in you know oh nine uh, two thousand ten I believe, which made everyone uh, have to get licensed in the state that you're originating in. Yeah, and then hey, surprise. We're going to make sure that you guys are federally uh, licensed as well. So 
they got a lot of unscrupulous characters, you know, out of the business, which is good. And yeah. it, it really helped us to really stick out because if you were really passionate about this business and an educator and a teacher, you were going to do well. And it's probably a testament while we're still sitting here, Brian, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, of, I wonder how many uh, from 08, 09, I wonder how many folks like you have started and lost. Right. You know, it's got to be a right. high yeah. percentage. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So where let's talk about that. What are, what are those pressures? What are those things that cause you? So you're doing a great job and you're doing great work and you're doing it for great people. And I think I want to talk about your, your customer base as well a little bit and the pressures that they go through. But what are the pressures that you guys have as a married couple, as a 30 year married couple with a, <laughs> a, a 14 year business? 14 Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, what, what are, tell me what gets in your guys's way as you swing your feet out of bed in the morning and go get them. What, what's causing the problem? Man. So I'll kick us off with our, our marriage part here. I guess I'll jump in in terms of how we try to navigate through this whole thing. You know, for a long time, you know, it's like you're dating when you start, when we started up the business, it's like we're dating again because we're trying to learn in a good, in way? A good way. We're trying to learn how okay. to work together, how to mesh together, how to rally others around us, how to make sure we're, you know, we're a team in marriage and this marriage thing, we, we were very, very successful at that. But now you're actually starting all over to date, you know, to really figure things out and to marry in the business together. And we're, you know, we're a lot alike, but we're a lot different too. And so how do we bring those components together to ensure that, you know, it's a happy place at work? And it's a happy place at home. And so at the very beginning, <laughs> I actually pulled Samir aside and I said, hey, I'd like to meet with you so that we can create some bylaws. And <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. That's what you said I to did. your husband? I said, hey, we need to create some bylaws. <laughs> we actually had a, a brainstorming session. This is kind of my corporate background. Um, that was tough, Brian. That was a tough it, was, it was. Yeah, we had, we had a whiteboard session. We, we wrote some things out on the board. It was very intense. It was. It was very, very intense because we talked about the things that we should do or could do or wanted to do or didn't want to do. There was a lot of stuff that was going on on this board. And in fact, um, I have pictures of it, which is great because we'll pull this out, you know, from time to time. Um, yeah. But really, it's surrounded, you know, how do we wind down when we go home? Because when we were working in two different worlds, you know, we come together at the end of the day and we're talking about our days. And now we're dragging in, you know, two different sides into the home life. And it was different because we weren't together all day. And um, so the bylaws were, you know, hey, in the morning when we go to our his and hers bathroom, let's not talk business. You know, we can save that stuff until, you know, we get to the office. Uh, when we come home from work, you know, some of the things that I like to do, I'm like getting onto my phone and checking out some of the things that, you know, went on throughout the day that I may have missed. And, you know, and one of Samir's bylaws for me was, listen, when we're sitting down for dinner, let's put these phones and things away. 
you know, and so we have our quiet time. When we go to our bedroom at night, that's like off limits. So there's there's some personal bylaws that we had to pull into this to ensure that one, we're still in lockstep together throughout our marriage. So that's tremendous. And I love that planning and the whiteboard. Someday you're going to have to show me that whiteboard. <laughs> oh, sure. I, I just think that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but 08 and 09 and then COVID and then everything that happens, you can't leave all of that at work. That's got to come home, especially when you're both in the company. How are you able to stick to your bylaws when the pressure was so strong it was threatening yeah. like it did every other business? Yeah. yeah. Threatening to keep the doors I, open. How do you keep that at work? I didn't say we work? stuck to them. <laughs> we actually, we created them. <laughs> we try to stick to them. And then we'll check each other and we'll say, hey, let's let's get back on track. You know, we've been doing this same thing over and over again. It's time to move on. So, you know, Samir creates this positivity for us. He's Mr. Optimistic in our household for sure. I can be a little more pessimistic, but we blend that together and uh, we're what, old pestic something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but but I, but I think the one thing that we learned through uh, everything is the problems that we face, they're all temporary. You know, I don't think we've ever ran into a problem that was just permanent and it just resonated over, you know, a 14 year period. Um, those things just really helped us get better. Um, the recession, depression, uh, the pandemic really, really helped us, uh, you know, hone in our skills even more and get better because without the pandemic, some of the things that we did, Brian, we probably would have never did those things if it weren't for the pandemic. So it forced you to. That's the case in yeah, almost every part of business. Absolutely. Yeah. So we actually came out, we came out better. So un understanding that in the moment, you know, gives everybody an opportunity to kind of reassess, reset, know that this is temporary. Now you can go in and, and do what you do and be your best self. And how do you keep, let's talk about the other side. I've had many uh, husband-wife teams on the show, and I've never asked this question, but I'm interested in you guys. How go. do you keep uh, family issues? You've been married for 30 years. Yeah. I've been married for 33. I know at least a, a couple of those days were rough, sure, right? Sure. It's okay to say that there oh, were a yeah, couple of tough sure. times in 33 years. How do you keep those things away when you got to go to the office at 9 a.m. and take care of the world? How does that work? Well, I actually think that I'm truly blessed because Samir and I have a strong, strong friendship that we know our place in our family, meaning that I know what he's good at when it comes to our family dynamics, when it comes to our children, our grandchildren. He knows what I'm good at when it comes to our children, our grandchildren. If there is a problem that exists, you know, whether it's financial or otherwise or business, whatever the case may be, if it's something that he knows I'm good at, you know, I'll drive that direction. If it's something that I know he's good at, he drives that direction. And so we always that's the one thing we we've always talked about that's kept us together. We've never had arguments about the things that really matter. It's so funny. Our arguments have been little petty things. You know, we're we're talking, okay. you know, uh, a fork wow. versus a spoon type of stuff. You know, 
It's never been. It's okay to it, argue over the little stuff, but not the, the big, big stuff. stuff. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it that's is. True. That's true. I think people might argue with that. I think there's probably books out there that says, you know, don't don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> right. Focus in on the big. True. But you guys have just decided we're going to be a team on the big stuff. If yeah. if we're drowning, we're going to help each other swim. Yeah. And the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. Is that accurate? Yeah. That's wow. That's definitely accurate. And we have a thing here that we do. If uh, Darlene's asking me something and I'm saying, okay, is that a wife? Are you on wife mode or are we in business mode? Wow. And she would understand. Okay, we'll talk about that later and, and vice versa. That really helps us stay balanced. So I'm really interested in this. I'd like to talk a little bit about your customer base. I know you help new homeowners and, and, and you know, different financing options, and, and you're helping people get into homes that otherwise perhaps might not be. And, and uh, God bless you for it. Thank you. Does your history as a 30-year married couple and the success that you've had over all the pressure and all the way through it, does that help these folks? It, does that is that a different thing that a mortgage provider can provide that is not just a numbers and cents, but it's actually a I, I don't want to say cons- counseling session, but are you able to help these people in a different way than just numbers? I believe so. I think so. Just because um, you can really put yourself in the customer's shoes because they're telling you, hmm. you know, all of their all of their stuff, and we may not say. Hey, this is what we did in our marriage and what worked, but we can give some advice because we're married for 30 years and we know what works. So that really helps us uh, a lot dealing with our customer base. Good question, though, Brian. Great question. What do you think, Darlene? Where are you able to help uh, take what you've gained this experience over 30 years and help actually impact that home buyer? Yeah, you know what? I. I I really, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I think it's just a natural being. It's just the way that we live. You know, it's the way that we are. Just being real. Being our natural, you know, authentic selves. And uh, like Samir said, listening to what people share with us and just being able to be relatable. And I think that's what's really helped us to this point. If something were to happen to the business tomorrow, mortgage industry rates change, the depression recession turns into a depression, the whole world flips around. What happens to Darlene and Samir Rashid? Wow. I love that question. We talk about this, that so much, a- but go ahead, Darlene. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you that the, the going uh, story that we tell ourselves is because, you know, Samir and I, we are, we're workers, we're leaders, we, you know, can, I'm just going to say, we can get down with the best of them. So if push came to shove and I needed to dig into my tool belt for all the success that I've had over the course of my years of experience, same with him, we would do that. And the other thing, which you may find funny, but because we're scrappers, you know, we have this going joke. I would go and work my way up in McDonald's and become the best McDonald's worker than manager that I can be. And that's just how we are. We do whatever it takes for our family. And that's how we raise our children, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to add on to that, too, Brian, because this is this is really, really very important. You know, for me, um, I'm not I'm, I, I am, but I, I'm not my work. I love it. I'm, I'm passionate about it. But 
you know, when I leave this office, I'm, I'm Samir. I'm, you know, a guy that loves, uh, you know, Jiu-Jitsu, loves his grandkids, loves his family, his wife. And, you know, everything is not just based on, you know, Krefco Financial Group. So if Krefco Financial Group left, I wouldn't be in some corner just, you know, really depressed. I would, you know what I mean? Because there's, it's not the totality of, of, of who I am. It's just one subset of what I do for a living. And maybe some would say, hey, maybe I'm talented, you know, in that area, but I have a whole plethora of other things that I'm interested in in my life. So Brian, just a quick backstory about what Samir said. So every year uh, we talk about, you know, what new thing we're going to do. You know, uh, social is is something that's heavy in our household. You know, we need to find some new things, learn some new things. What new thing are you going to do? So every year, Samir is very open about it. He'll he'll talk about all the different things that he wants to do. I may share some of the things that I want to do as well. And then, you know, hey, he said, you know what? I want to play guitar. So. <laughs> Although he's not a very good guitar player, <laughs> I went and I bought I'm him a guitar. A so <laughs> I had to get this guitar for Christmas for him. This was a while back. And, you know, of course, he, he started to try to learn to play guitar. So um, and I only bring that up because he's right on when he says, you know, there's other things. We don't want to be just labeled with our careers. You know, we want to be labeled as real people, a married couple who, you know, like he said, does jujitsu or, you know, draws or paints, you know, like I do. But, you know, there's a, a plethora of things that we do outside of work that make us who we are. That's amazing. And so all these things that we're talking about lead us to the next step. So talk to me a little bit about the pressures that the business has moving forward, things that you can see that are going to be pressures that you'll have to overcome in the future, um, and yeah. even how you'll navigate that as a family. See, on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. Yeah, I mean, this is, we, we definitely have some pressures coming up, especially with the economy, uh, housing. Uh, right now, the median housing uh, average purchase price is what, 355000 So <laughs> what we're trying to do. <laughs> and what's your thought on that? Why is that a problem? Well, you know, because we actually have to mesh uh, income to be commiserate to high, right? that housing yeah. amount that's, yes, that's skyrocketed. So now we're looking yeah. at our customer base and, um, you know, we have to navigate that ourselves, right? Uh, we're, we're advertising to everyone to try and help everyone. And we may not be able to help everyone at a certain point because of the change of time. And this happens all the time. So there's an evolution as to the way we have to work and how we help people. So we continue to fall back to 
educating and providing all the information that people need to understand what they can afford. Yeah. And how can you fix that? I'm sorry, Samir. How, how, how do you address that issue? It's an economy issue that's going to have to either crash or we'll have to build up to it or something like what can you do to make that better? Or is it just hold on and let's let's roll? Yeah, I think, um, you know, that question is universal, you know, not just for, you know, customers, but for every business owner and every business owner that has employees. Right. Because um, the employees may say, hey, you know what? Things are are tough. Gas is the gas prices are up and I'm paying this employee a certain wage. And it's like, hey, I need more money. It's like, well, maybe we can't pay you more money and not us specifically, but every you know business owner has that challenge. But um, just because we're in an inflationary environment right now, Brian, and then with the housing market, you have like a triple threat. We have inflation. We have the median housing in uh, housing sales price of three hundred and fifty five thousand with a uh, rate volatility um, that's going on. So that that's really causing some problems. But to answer your question, how do we solve for that? I think we just really hold on and, and, and really try to educate folks and, and be honest, maybe someone is better off, you know, renting right now as opposed to, you know, buying a home because of your certain situation. And then maybe you're due for a raise in, you know, a year or two and we can circle back and have that conversation. But I would say that's the love of Prefco Financial Group. Everybody's different and we get to reach so many people. It's just fun. So we can help everybody. Anytime we have a conversation with someone, we're leaving them off better than they were when they called us. And let's do that one more time as we end this show. Let's leave people off better. We just talked about that you're helping your customers. If there are uh, mom and pops, husband, wife businesses out there that are thinking about doing it or trying to figure it out, you guys have done it and you're doing it very well. Um, this is more of a love story, I think, than it is a, a business <laughs> podcast. And sure. I, I congratulate for that. What would you tell these folks? What, what would you say to them as a married couple, as a family owned business? Here's the trap. Here's the thing you need to make sure of. Watch for this pressure. What might that bit of wisdom be? I can answer that. I think uh, the, the, the wisdom would be that the, the trap is in an inflationary world, you're going to go to those credit cards, right? So you're going to increase your debt load. So if your goal or if your why is, hey, I want to I want to buy a house. And if your commitment is going to be stronger than your emotion, we're going to tell them, hey, we see your credit cards are real. Those balances are really increasing. You may want to stay away from that because that is the trap that is going to stop you from purchasing a home. So that that's mm -hmm. one. And I'm sure, you know, Darlene probably has a couple more that she wants to add. But that's one that I can really think of that really sticks out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you said it well. I think for, for every customer that we work with, we just try and, you know, do an assessment with them to really understand where they are and what are their goals. And again, I always fall back to we're educating them to help them, even if they're not ready right now, we're looking into how we can get them ready. So we don't just kind of leave them out on an island. We prepare them at this moment. Maybe you can't buy right now, but we're going to work with you we have follow-ups and we ensure that, hey, we can get you ready in the next year. And of course, we have a series of, you know, some success um, strategies that will help them get there. 
Uh, yeah. So, so that that's our main focus. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that also helps even from a business point of view and a family point of view, but to, credit can be a really uh, limiting thing. Sure. It, it opens up all kinds of opportunities, but then when you go home and you have to fight about money or if you're trying to figure out what to do next in your business and you're already leveraged far too far. Um, and so that's good advice for everybody. Just be careful. It's necessary sometimes, sure, um, but it can also cause headaches and pressure. Darlene and, and Samir, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but I, I'm wondering <laughs> I, I, uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you, learn more from you, understand more from you, even talk about you know uh, how to be a 30-year uh, family-owned uh, family, yeah. how would they yeah. reach you? Yeah, we're not perfect. We're learning. We're learning from you, Brian, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, folks can reach us on all social media channels at CFG Ohio. They can also, and, and this includes uh, um, Instagram, name them, babe, babe. <laughs> Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, TikTok. TikTok. I like to say Instachat, Facebook, Snapface. They can also meet, uh, reach us at uh, on LinkedIn, Darlene Rashid and Samir Rashid. And then also they can reach us on our website through our website, uh, cfgohio.com. And the next time we talk, Brian, we'll tell you how we got into this whole social media thing, which came as part of the pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah. All the, yeah, I was just going to mention that uh, I'm, I'm a big user of LinkedIn. I like LinkedIn a lot. Yeah. And I see, Samir, I see all of your great videos and helpful content. And, and I, I commend you because you're, you're true to what you've said today. There's not a sales pitch in the bunch. Right. I haven't seen you, you ask for or promote a rate or yeah. ask for a piece of business once. You're just helping people. And I think uh, if you help enough people, um, every once in a while, one or two of them will ask you for some help too. So sure. I think that's uh, commendable. Thank well you, done. Brian. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it so much. This has been so much fun and I did not anticipate this show to go this way. And I'm so glad it did. Awesome. I just have really enjoyed this conversation. I think anytime you can talk to two happy people, um, happily married people uh, for 30 years, and I know another 30 years more, uh, you're doing yourself a favor to listen. And um, I'm really glad you were able to share that story. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Brian. Thank you for having us on your platform. We appreciate it. Folks, that's Darlene and Samir Rashid, and they are husband and wife of 30 years also. And uh, the reason they're on this show, of course, we didn't talk about that too much, but uh, uh, owners of the Krefco Financial Group in Shaker Heights, Ohio. Thank you so much for them for being guests on Purpose Under Pressure. This uh, is Purpose Under Pressure. You'll find all past episodes of our show at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcast. The show is brought to you in partnership with the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training. Sellers are under pressure to perform and Sandler helps you succeed on purpose. We do this every week and we will see you next time right here on Purpose.